Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fine-ass episode of A&B Sports Media, the podcast. I'm your host, AJ. And I am Bill. And uh, welcome back. So we got a fun one because, um, well, actually, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. We but have I think a lot to talk about. We, we do have a good amount to talk about. But let's start with our, our good old sports history, Bill. Yes, today in sports history, there's a lot going on because around this time on May 11th, 2023 there's a lot of shit going on mostly in the kentucky derby i've noticed a couple different things in kentucky derbies going on um ironically i think yeah is um, it only kentucky derby it's mostly kentucky derby so that's that's pretty good because we will be talking about the 2023 kentucky derby the third basically in 1887 the 13th kentucky derby happened then the 16th then the 18th something with the washington center um, throws out eight attempted steals. That's actually pretty lit. God damn. Otherwise, oh, here's actually a good one. 1893, Henry Disengron establishes world's first bicycle world record, traveling 21.95 miles an hour. Holy shit. That is pretty fast on a bike. Imagine trying to pedal that. No. Otherwise, a few other things uh, with the Kentucky Derby. And then lastly, in 1900, James J. Jeffries KO James J. Corbett in 23, 23 rounds, oh God, for the heavyweight boxing title. It doesn't say what organization. It just says this guy in the 1900s had a title at one point in time. It was just street fighting. Yeah, it probably was. They're just beating Bare each other knuckle up. boxing in the UK. I believe it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, that's it. I, I, I now, I, my whole head went to people just beating the shit out of <laughs> each other. It's like, you're the champion. All right. Just randomly on the street. Um, Yes, yeah, so we actually got a very fun game tonight, specifically. Tonight's right. Thursday, May 11th. And, Bill, what, what is that game? That is the Boston Celtics, boo, versus boo. the Philadelphia Sixers. Yay. Hell yeah. That game will be starting at 7.40 tonight, and it will be played at the Wells Fargo Center. Some of our friends actually got lucky and bought tickets. They were a little too rich for my taste. I would love to have gone, but unfortunately, I broke his Broke as fuck. Yeah, so, I was so close to buying them, but my, my wallet was honest on the Honest to God, only. $100, if the one ticket was true, $100 for the assembly room, which is the Wells Fargo sta- Center standing room, probably worth it. The problem is there's probably so many motherfuckers there that you won't be able to even see the arena, like the actual floor. Yeah. You may be stuck watching it on a screen because our assembly room in the Wells Fargo Center is basically one side of um, like the – Center ice, I guess, or half court. Yeah. And there's bars, bars, lounges, everything. There's actually a couple seats, but they're first come, first uh, first serve. But basically, you got to, like, fight for everything. So you have to get there stupid early to do that. So God bless them. Good luck for them. And good luck for everyone getting out of that parking lot at the end of the night. Oh, my. Everyone's going to go to Xfinity if we win. Oh, absolutely. But I, was, I, was, um, I was actually talking to a few people because we went to uh, Dollar Dog Night uh, Oh, I want to rant about that, too. Dollar Dog Night. Yeah, well, for let me start, preface this. Philly and Dollar Dog Nights are synonymous with dogs getting thrown everywhere. <laughs> That's true. So they, there was a wave happening, and everyone was like, yeah, we're getting the wave going. It started off like kind of weak. It was weak. It, it was, was very weak. weak. And then it got to like ours, and then all of us went with it, and I guess it kind of it, like... It started to ramp up, so basically everything was getting like a little like little flutter of a wave that you see at the ocean. You kick your feet away. You're like, oh my God, this is, this is fun. And the next thing you know... It turns into an actual wave you can boogie board on. Then it turns into one that you could surf. And then after that, it becomes a tidal wave. And you're like, oh, shit. And then... The tidal wave starts throwing dogs. Yes. So. Out of nowhere, <laughs> you started seeing hot... As the wave went around, hot dogs started flying in the air. And it caused hell. Oh, it was beautiful. Absolute pandemonium. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there with my eyes glistening like, oh, my God. This is amazing. Security, on the other hand, is like, this is terrifying. They had the glizzy patrol out on the they field. Did. Because, they were looking everywhere. Because it wasn't like the normal uh, dog fights that were happening at the previous ones. This yes. was just a wave. So people were just, as soon as you they got up, you threw it. Them. And what happened, what was happening was, at least uh, for one run, so the, the right fielder was like, guys, like, there's hot dogs in the field. Stop throwing shit and just being pissy yeah. at, you know, Phillies fans. He was trying to lock in, but he just kept looking to the left. Yep. And then that... The actually nice like line drive happened, and it took him a bit to kind of get situated, and two runs came in. But yep. I think it was Castellanos that hit it. I think it was too. Yeah, but um, that was hysterical that entire moment. But that that was honestly the only 
good thing about Dollar Dog Night, and I was excited for Dollar Dog Night. I was very excited for Dollar Dog Night. However, unfortunately, I think that's going to be one of the last ones I go to. Well, obviously this year, because that is the last one of the the Philadelphia season. Who knows if they're going to bring it back after that whole fiasco. I doubt it. I doubt it, too. But here's why I don't like Dollar Dog Night. And it wasn't for me. It was for my friends that went there. We had 14 people go. I didn't see you guys until the fifth inning. Because the lines were so long for every single hot dog area or line, like place to get a hot dog, that you quite literally did not sit until the fifth inning. I kept count. It was the fifth inning. I mean, to be fair, too, though, the um, we didn't get to the game just because, like, after work and everyone having a carpool and stuff. We didn't get into the stadium to, like, the, the bottom, top of the second. Yeah. I was going to say. Still a good amount of innings. But. Yeah. But then you have to wait three more innings to get one fucking hot dog. And this is some bullshit. I asked a friend to pick up some for me as well. Because, you know, if you think about it, you'd rather as well just buy a shit ton at once and then bring it to your group. They said no. They only are doing four hot dogs a person. Yes. Which then I only ate one hot dog that entire time. Otherwise, I ate the bread twist because it was literally the shortest line I can get into. I wasn't waiting for that long for a fucking hot dog at... uh, What's it called? Uh, Citizens Bank Park. As much as I wanted to, I did not. We uh, we scanned the system a little bit. What'd you do? So, obviously, everyone can only get four hot dogs yeah. max, right? So, one of us would get four hot dogs. So, our, our one friend was in uh, the one line. You know, we'll give him a shout-out, Rev. Yeah. Uh, he was in the one line. And he was gonna he got his hot dogs and stuff like that. And then he handed it to uh, our other friend, Chris. Or Chris was supposed to stand next to Rav, and we were supposed to do this, but Chris doesn't necessarily understand like the, the concept a little bit because uh, it was a lot of pandemonium. But essentially, Rav got his hot dogs, gave it to uh, us to pretty much put in a bag, and then we, w- we went away. And then Rav got right next to James and said, hey, get four more hot dogs on top because if you're buying with the person there, they'll ma- – they'll, like so like if there's two people, they'll yeah. let you get eight. Yeah, So we assen- they know you're getting multiple. Exactly. Yeah. So we essentially doubled – the Every amount of hot time. dogs we had. No. O- only Rav was able to do that, but we still, I think uh, Rav got eight hot dogs. One person was like, hey, listen, we'll give you 20 bucks for two hot dogs, and he essentially made money. Yeah, no, so good. good deal. Um, but kind of going back to the assembly room, I was actually thinking about this going to the Phillies game. Yeah. Um, it would be really cool if they had like bars like in the stadium that you could just go to and not have to spend tickets. So then you're there for the atmosphere. Yeah. You're not paying for a ticket. And you're kind of just enjoying the game. Like, you're still watching it on TV, but instead of, like, hearing the, the whole, like, fans go crazy, like, on, like, through a TV. You hear it live. You hear it live. Exactly. Which I thought would be a really cool idea. No, that's a good concept. Because for some reason, they have a Shake Shack in Citizens Bank. Yeah. I don't know who's going to Shake Shack. My girlfriend almost did. Really? Multiple times. She's like, I should have went to Shake Shack. <laughs> that's I'm awesome. Like, you should have. That is awesome. Could have got a milkshake. Could've but. Concrete. I don't know I was, what concrete I was, is. I'm going to worry about that later, though. <laughs> But, yeah, that, I thought that would be a really cool idea. Hopefully uh, some, uh, you know, executive hears me and goes, yeah, we're going to do that. So yes, one really of the fun. six people that listen to our podcast is it's, an executive for the it's NBA. It's grown. We have eight now. We have eight. Oh, we got, oh we've got. we gone up by two. Yeah, we originally had seven. Now we're at eight. Now we're up by one. We're, we're doing great. Thank you, random fan in Belgium. We appreciate you. I, I don't know who is in Belgium, but we don't, we know you, and we're very appreciative. We, we love you. But, I also love Struppen waffles. I don't know if that's actually Belgian. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But uh, I do love Belgian waffles dipped in chocolate. So, we cool. We cool. It sounds like a fun time. It is. But getting back to the Sixers, um, the, our last game, that was, that was the, t- the they, were, they were tied for the series yep, 2-2. Two, two. Had a stroke there. And they really needed to win a game in Boston um, to kind of put themselves ahead. Yes. It was like, a very important game. Obviously, you would come back to Philly, you would get the win, but like if Boston beat you, you're going back to Boston, and that would have been extreme. Yeah, yeah, and that would have been extremely rough, especially just like there's wear and tear, especially like for a seven game series. But yeah. it seems like every single series is going every seven single games. game right now. Um, before the Sixers tonight, which is the first game, every um, conference game, the semifinals has gone to game six. Is going to game six right now? Yeah. yeah. So no matter what, teams are either going to end on game six or go to game seven. So we're really hoping that they pulled off. But Maxi last game had a fantastic game. Yeah, he, had, he did. Thirty he points. He had thirty points, and he also had like an ice cold killer with three. That like mm-hmm. the fans were slowly getting back into it, and Maxi just hit that three, and they, and they were shut him up. they were quiet the whole time. Final score was one fifteen to one hundred three, 
Um, like you said, Maxi had uh, 30 points in 42 minutes. Embiid had 33 points in 37 minutes. James Harden had 17 in 39 minutes. And yeah, but look at how many assists he had. Too. I know. He had 10 assists. He had a double-double going on. Yeah. And then um, he almost had a triple-double. Close. Tobias Harris, 16 minutes in 31 minutes. And I want to shout out somebody on the bench. Mr. House Jr., 10 oh. points in 15 minutes. A good old number 25 actually doing something for the I was. I always check up on House's score just because of the name. And yep. I'm like, let's see how House does. In playoffs, he showed the fuck up, and he got 10 points in 15, five rebounds. Um, I don't know what DREB is. So defensive I, rebound. The five defensive rebounds, an assist, and I don't know. Uh, Can you tell me what an OREB is? Offensive rebound? Yes. All right, I'm good. I'm learning basketball. You're getting it. Woo! Um, oh, killed it. But the, the cool thing is that House, so uh, Doc Rivers is going back and forth between like who he wanted to pretty much put in the lineup. Yep. Um, pretty much starting everything. And he was going back and forth between House and a few other people. And no he ended one, up, I think. He ended up not going with House originally, but the gut feeling, like he like as soon as the game started, he's like, "No, I need to get get this kid some minutes." Yeah, and he he, he played his butt off. So like yeah. that was five a really, for seven on field goals. That was a low key like no, clutch. No three pointers, uh, zero for two. But no, hey, but he was very good defensively. Yeah, no, the, defense is what matters. Speaking of which, on defense though, freaking Embiid on defense though was incredible. Four fucking blocks. He's just he's so ever since his injury, it's taken him a minute, mm-hmm. but he looks like he's back to MVP form. I think it was this game, but he, I'm not sure if it was the last game. I think it was this one though. He, there was like a one um, time where he lost the ball or somebody lost the ball, and he basically said no the. Buck not. Oh, where he kind of like he blocked ran, it. Yeah. He lined it. Yeah. Blocked the ball, uh, blocked it off the freaking backboard and just basically shut down any more hope Boston had. Yeah. He, yeah. He's looking like an MVP. Like the looking MVP. Looking like the MVP. Uh, but he's, def- he's definitely hopped up on painkillers because that man definitely doesn't feel a goddamn thing. Oh, yeah. Thing, he dude. has whatever that, uh, whatever. He had like injection. a knee sprain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The cortisone. cortisone. Thank you. Yeah. Cortisone injections all over his body. But, but okay. go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a soda. Um, what I was going to say is that game was played very well as a team. Yes. Like the la- the other wins where Harden was carrying was Harden good. Was carrying, yeah. But this one, everybody pulled their weight. That looked like a very cohesive exactly. game. Exactly. On, start- on the starters and on the bench, they came in when they needed to, filled in the gaps well without any issues. They played phenomenally. Absolutely. And now they got home court for game six. This could be it, and they will take the comp, uh, Eastern Conference. And that's not something they've done in 21 years since AI, which is which would be huge. Because they also they also didn't win a uh, game five since AI too. Yeah. Normally they've had they've been like literally 0 and five on game fives. Yeah. So winning that game five was crucial. Huge. It's and now breaking. They, a sh- it's breaking something. And like, and now uh, yeah that that stadium's gonna be it's bumping. Gonna be- Ha. You have oh, dude! I'm so I'm so excited just to watch and yeah. and have our friends vicariously send us Snapchat. Yeah, I want to see that. I mean, honest to God, if the Knicks do win, I'll probably go. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, hundred percent. But we'll have to see tomorrow night to see what happens for them. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, so the the Knicks they 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 fought back. They actually look they really did. good until they the, great the very towards the until, until the, the very end. end. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, it's not looking good. And then it clocked right. I was like, all right, fine. But that there, everyone's three to two. Denver versus Phoenix. It's three to two uh, for Denver tomorrow. I got a sneeze. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. Um, Miami's up three to two mm-hmm. against New York, and then mm-hmm. Golden State or in LA. LA is up three to two. Steph big, Curry's fighting back. I like it. A big thing for uh, well, first of all, there's there's that there's a social media. Um, <sighs> Uh, uh, I don't want to say fat or trend, but essentially this this dog just happily like the owner throws it like a a, a toy basketball would hit it and it would go into a basket. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. It would predict. It's, the I've games. seen the court. It's yeah. five and zero. Oh. It is five and zero. Oh. It's five and zero. Oh. What the fuck? And it predict it so it predicted the exact like like um, series. Yeah. So right for now, each so team? so I don't know for each team, but the series is correct. Yeah, the series was correct, but I know for the Lakers and Golden State, it's it's exactly how it said it would though. That's nuts. that they would go up three one, and then pretty much the the Golden State Warriors would come back. So they're gonna reverse sweep it. We'll see, because right now too, Anthony Davis is hurt. 
Mm. Which is kind of a huge part of their game, too. Yeah. So we'll see if um, the, the Lakers can kind of overcome that obstacle. But the way that Golden State played last game, like, yeah, they, they're looking good. very strong. So They're turning it around. So uh, to be honest, I don't normally watch a lot of basketball, but um, I'll actually, yeah, a lot of our friends are starting to get us into it. And this playoffs has been pretty yeah. fun. I go to my friend's basketball games on Monday. There you go. I make fun of him every single time he plays, though, because he misses the fucking basket. Yeah, the, the object is to get it in the basket, right? I'm yes. not good at it, but Me I neither, thought no. I thought you were. Yeah, so no, right. I thought you would, you know, make up at least make a layup. <laughs> you made a three. I'll give you that. You made a couple threes, no, but you didn't make a layup. Kid's a baller. It's kind of scary. He's good. I'm not making fun of him in that sense. I'm just making fun of him as a friend. Do better. Um, we're actually, so like that's pretty much what's happening with the Sixers yes. and, and NBA going on. I do want to touch a little bit on the Phillies because yep. they they've actually been putting up a good amount of fights. They have. Um, so, and also, Bryce Harper has come. He's played in five games, and he, he looks like the best hitter on the team. Easily. I was going to say, he's just designated hitting right now, right? There, I think, yeah, his third game back, he was on ba- He was up at five times, and he was on base all five times, which yeah. is nuts. Absolutely nuts. That is really good. Um, but they've actually been putting up a good amount of fight ever since the uh, the Boston mess. Uh, the Boston, like, just they, they just Destroyed. crushed us. They yeah. crushed us. But uh, we were able to win that last game in Boston, and then we had a two-game stint with Toronto. Yep. We and we sweeped them. Yeah. We sweeped them. The la- yesterday's game was kind of nuts. We, we got away with the win in the overtime. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Harper hit it right back to the pitcher, and my grandpa says this all the time, don't do the underarm shit. Uh, Bo Bichette, the shortstop, yeeted a ball over first base, and it helped us score the winning run. Yeah, that's how it went. But Wheeler actually looks really good. He's actually That was his best outing of the season so far. Um, everything like we're putting up fights and you're starting to yeah. see uh, everything kind of come together. Pitching kind of still needs to come online a little bit. Um, we still need to hit with runners in scoring position because that's yeah, still we've something. Yeah, we've been leaving that, people on base. It's 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 too much. Almost every inning, I'm I'm seeing someone in scoring position yeah. get left on base, and if you score like one or two of those, you're winning a lot of games. Yeah. Um, Just to note: We are currently 18 and 19, so 4.4. Yeah, four. 48% win rate. So, yeah. Marlins are 5 and a, or 50% win rate 19-19. Fucking Braves are 12-25. Bra- yeah. Well, so Braves Braves we knew coming into this were going to be really good cuz they're yeah. they're all around solid squad. But before yesterday, I think the Mets um the Mets, the Phillies and the Marlins were all tied like 17 and 19. Um and then obviously Marlins have a game today, Phillies don't so they were able to get the, the leg up on them but Braves are the team to beat, and they're they're looking scarily good. They're just they just look like a winning team. But once you get in the playoffs, like we all know, anything can happen. So Philly's looking to kind of start righting the ship a little bit, um, and looking for a, looking forward to a very fun year. Um, yeah. We also have I, there was there, so the the NFL schedule was supposed to come out like today. Yesterday or today? It yeah. was today. And I'm confident it was the NFL doing this, but there's been leaks throughout the day. Yep, like I'm literally clues. seeing one right now. And um, before before we give it the answer, can you can you tweet at us or just you know what, just think it in your head? Who do you think the Eagles are facing week one? All right, I'll give you two seconds, and there you go, Bill. Who is it? The Patriots. The Patriots. I hope that's right because it I'm is. Just no, it's it's correct. Oh, it's okay. correct. Cool. And Juju Smith Schuster is on the Patriots now. That is true. The only problem is that it's at the Patriots. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. So our first home opener, I think it's I think it's against the Vikings again, if I'm correct. I hope so, because if it is actually the Vikings, yeah, then Thursday night I football. would like to go. I, again. we got to do it. Tra- it's this tradition. I think it's going to become a tradition to go to the Vikings game, because the last time we went last year, we had probably one of the greatest nights of our lives. 100%. It was, well, I think there was what? Eight of us? Nine of us? Uh, there was um, one, two, three. We went to Xfinity afterwards, yes. so that was fun. So it was yeah. one, two. It was fun until the one guy Xfinity. left. Uh, I think there was like six or seven of us. All right. Yeah, there, you know what? There was seven. You know why? Oh, yeah. I bought seven <laughs> necklaces. So, Do you remember who we lost that night? Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> um, so just to give oh, a background of that real quickly, we went to... Vikings, uh, the Eagles-Vikings game. We had the greatest seats. Honest to God, um, any of the corners that you can get in the stadium is probably one of the best views that you can get. Yes, the 50-yard line is nice. Yes, uh, getting close is good. But the corners on the lower level 
are always reasonably priced. Yes. You have a great view of one end zone. Yes. And you have a good view of a distance of the other end zone if you're playing offensively. Defense is a little rougher. I give it that. But overall, fantastic seating for the price. I think they were like $200 a ticket, which... I don't even think they're that much. I think, yeah, maybe even less. Maybe even like one fifty. One fifty. Yeah, they were one fifty. The reason why I remember because it was a Christmas gift for one of the guys that we went with. Oh yeah, and I I did a Christmas gift mm-hmm. for yeah. Yep. There we go. So we had a blast, but we were getting you know Blasted. hammered in the t- in the parking lot. And there is a side of me that I don't bring out often. <laughs> it only comes out during the summer. Henny Hill. Or not Henny the Hillian. summer. During tailgates, it is tailgate bill because mm-hmm. if there is Henny involved, I decide to pound the uh, the Henny. Because my thought process is, with all tailgating, I'm going to get ripped now and then sober out through the game. Bill, 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 Bill. And people were cheering the entire time as I was drinking. It was hysterical. And then in a drunken purchase, I bought all of my friends Eagles heart-shaped necklaces. They were 7 bucks a pop, and I bought 7 so that was $49. Not waste it. Everyone put it on. We all choked because they were designed for kids. Yep. And our fat neck could not handle that. But you're goddamn right I wore it. And actually, my ground got me another chain to put it on. So I wear that shit almost every single day. Oh, mine's hanging game. up in my car. Yeah, well, now I can actually wear mine. That's smart. I'll wear it next time that we go to the Vikings game. I'll get a better chain. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that it's going to be a tradition now. Yeah. But I the, also want to go to, I'm sorry. You're good. The Dolphins, because we have a Dolphins fr- fan that is a friend. We'll so we're spending will go a there. lot of fucking money again. Yes, oh. because that's a good game. Dolphins a good game. If I can get to a Cowboys game this year, I actually would love to. Yeah. But I'm not going to bank on it yet. Yeah. But that's one of those ones I'm going to reach that one specifically. I'm going to reach out to a friend for, mm-hmm. see if they have tickets for that, along with their Giants game as well, because I want to go to the Giants as well. Giants are on Christmas, so uh, no, it's going to be a very – I'm going to skip that I one. I mean, there's there's two games this season, but – Yeah, I cook when I'm on, and doing Christmas, so I'm just going to skip that. Yeah, that's smart. No biggie. But that's really up with the Eagles. We got anything else? That, no, that's Are all I good? got. Yeah. All right, so all let me good. run through a couple more things. Philadelphia Union just um, played. Oh, shit. They lost in uh, penalty kicks recently in the U.S. Open Cup. um, And it was against Minnesota. It was seven. uh, They had to do seven penalty kicks. Damn. So they went above and beyond. That was back and forth. They were. Now, when it comes to standings, let's see how they're doing. They're back into the uh, series again because they are currently 4-2 and, I'm sorry, 4-4 with two draws. They are currently have 10, 14 points right now, but they're also tied with Columbus mm-hmm. and D.C. United and Orlando City. So they need to pick it up in order to keep moving forward. They will be playing on Saturday against Colorado at 930 at night. You have the USFL up. Let's hear it. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, how bad? The Houston Gamblers oh! beat the, the Philadelphia Stars 41-16. to The blob got blobbed up. The They just aren't performing to the blob standards, and I think, I I think like they – they Ballers have, are sucking. They are tied. Right now, there's three teams tied for most points against. 109 scored. It's the Houston Gamblers who just destroy the Stars. Yeah. But the Houston Gamblers at least have 115 points uh, scored. We have 66. Jesus, we suck. So the generals? Well, at least generals are two and two. Generals are two and two. The only team that's undefeated is the uh, the Breakers. Um, they break people. They, they the New Orleans Breakers. They break Ooh. people. Uh, that's it. But, yeah, I'm a little upset with them right I now. I agree. Um, let's see. I'm just checking that while I was here. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we're going over to Formula One real quick. We had the Miami Grand Prix um, this weekend as well on May 7th at 3.30 in the afternoon. So it was a nice time to watch. I was at a bar, and the guy was like, oh, F1's on. Where the hell are they at? I was like, Miami. He was like, motherfucker. I mean, it's super expensive. Do you want to know that somebody sent out a menu of the prices that were going out for food? $42 for a shitty, and I do mean shitty, cheesesteak. Ew. It was supposed to be Wagyu, but it was not Wagyu. It who, looked like ham slices. All, who, who fucks up a Wagyu steak and, and, like, shreds it like that? Like, you eat... Oh. America. There, there's a lot of things it's I, I want to yell about. So the thing is, with uh, Formula One, it's very big on using as a business expense. Yeah. People, it's a big thing for that. Like, if you're a fan, unfortunately, it's better to watch at home because the prices that you will pay there is exuberant. Miami is one of those cases where you'll be spending trillions because it's way too expensive. But I digress. I'm going to skip over that part. Um, as is tradition, Max Verstappen came in first. Who would have guessed? Second, Sergio Perez came in second. 
Fernando Alonso back in third place. He's killing it with the thirds. Russell came in fourth. Carlos Sainz came in fifth. Good for all of them. Uh, let's see if I care about anyone else. Up. Oh, it looks like McLaren's still sucking it. And that's probably because they don't have uh, Daniel Ricciardo anymore. Um, Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri are both in up 17th and 19th. So not looking good. Kevin Magnussen scored points for Haas. We got to love that. But just want to note something. With Max Verstappen winning, Sergio Perez was in second. Mm-hmm. He was behind by 5.384 seconds. That's how much of a lead Max Verstappen Jesus, had. Yeah. This also pushes Max Verstappen well ahead into the uh, Drivers' Championship, having him take the bigger lead over Sergio Perez. But nothing can stop Red Bull, it seems like, at this point, no matter what. They're probably going to win the Drivers' champion, uh, Drivers Championship and then the um, uh, Constructors' Championship as well. So good for them. Good for them. Um, regarding the next race, that won't be until Sunday, May 21st at 9 a.m. for the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix. So I will not really talk about it next week. Or I'll talk more about it next week. So I'm not too worried about it now. Moving on from that, I am going to focus really quick on the Kentucky Derby that happened this weekend. Um, that happened on May 6th. I'm only going to talk about the actual big race itself. The Kentucky Derby race that is at Churchill Downs. Um, I, I gave you a couple different horses to look after, but I did say go for Mage as well, number eight. And sure enough, he won. Would you look at that? If you put down one dollar, you would have won thirty-two dollars and forty-two cents for a win, fourteen fifty-eight for a place, and nine dollars and eight cents to show. So if you put down ten bucks, you would have won three hundred and twenty dollars. Holy shit! Now, uh, Kentucky Derby has shit tons of money. Here's, that is true. Here's the fuck you money though. If you got the exacta, which means eight and three, so um, because it goes, I'm gonna go first, second, third, fourth, and twenty-fifth. Yes, because you're gonna see some crazy payouts. So first was Mage, second was two fills, which is not horse number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, third, uh, number fourteen, Angel of Empire. Fourth, eleven, Disarm. Fifth, one Hit Show. Now, just to go over the exacta, which remember that's first and second. If you got that right. That was for one dollar. Yeah, you get three hundred and thirty dollars and forty-four cents. I really expected that to be higher. I know it's only it's one. It's because he it, look at uh, the three two fills. I think his odds were his odds were pretty low. Nine to one. Yeah. So that that's why it's still a good payout though. Yeah, I mean for a dollar trifecta. So that's remember first, second, third, eight, three, and fourteen. That is nine hundred and eight dollars and thirty six cents. Nine hundred eighty two dollars and thirty six cents. For a dollar. For a dollar. So most times, though, with these types of bets, you actually have to put multiple dollars in yeah. order to make it work. Especially if you do a box. So no matter what, you would have won a couple grand. At least. Yeah. The superfecta. First, second, third, and fourth. So, uh, eight, three, fourteen, and eleven. Fifteen thousand. Six hundred and forty-three dollars and sixty-five cents for one dollar. Now, if you got that straight, let's be realistic here, right? How much was it? Fifteen. Fifteen six four three. Because realistically, realistically, probably would have put ten bucks down. Yeah, you would have. You would have won one hundred and fifty-six thousand four hundred and thirty dollars. You would have then foamed from the mouth, passed the fuck out, and pissed yourself. I would have bought a house. You, we all would have bought a house. <laughs> it gets worse. Oh? The super high five. Yes. I did not bring this up last week because this bet is so fucking difficult to get. Because you have to guess first through fifth in order. So, that obviously is 8, 3, 14, 11, and then 1. Yeah. 194923 dollars and 9 cents. Yeah, put a ten dollar bet on there. See what happens. A, it, you win two, two mil. mil. You win two mil. It's two mil. And here's the thing: you're obviously like obviously you're throwing money away, but like that one, like one that's not even a one percent. That's like a point oh 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 one percent chance. I actually, of hitting. my account, unfortunately, not even unfortunately, I do not bet anymore. Yes. Um, I've also froze my account, so I couldn't even help my dad bet. Luckily, I didn't because he picked the wrong horse. So thank God. <laughs> but. If I did that, that exact bet, I'm pretty sure where I would be standing, I would have shit myself. And See, I would have been you, okay with that. I was about to say, you have to really up the ante, though, Bill, for, for that specific Oh, no, bet. I probably would have threw up, too. Like, there you like, go. Full-blown panic. 
Now, lastly, to finish up, um, this is where it also gets a little more crazy. So I did explain a little bit daily double, pick two, pick three, pick four, whatever. Yeah. So I'm only going to focus on the pick four, five, and six. Yes. Because the payouts for those are fucking ludicrous. Yes. Pick four. So that means four races in a row. you got to guess right. Yes. $2,636.70. Not bad in these terms for Kentucky Derby. Yeah. The pick five, um, what is it? $35,076.18. Again, good good money. As we just seen, it's it's more than the super high five. But yeah, you know, you're guessing five in a row in races. Cool. The pick six. I have to make sure I'm reading this right. Hang so on. So what is what what is the pick six entail specifically? You, you have get to all guess six correctly. Every race from race one to race six. I don't know if there's actually six races though in that order, depending when you start it. Yeah. This was race twelve, so you had to guess race six to race twelve. Who got first? Oh, oh who every got first. First for okay. every single one. I need to make sure I'm putting reading this number correctly because I'm not sure if it's a hundred or a it million. is. Oh uh, wait, no, that's I, a that's a mill. I think that's a mill. That wow, yes. Wow. So if you got the six, the pick for a six, one dollar bet, one dollar bet. If you did it straight, which you have to do it there, you can have multiple bets. You can have multiple horses on it and it increases your bet for for one dollar. Five point no, I'm saying it all out. Five million four hundred and seventy one thousand and one hundred and sixty dollars. Five four seven one one six zero. Holy fucking shit! I think I literally, I, 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 before I make that bet, I would have to put in my will. This goes to someone because I, I literally have a heart attack and die if yeah. that happened. Because yeah. we all know that it would not just be the one dollar that you're betting. It would be at least five to ten bucks that you're betting. Mm-hmm. So that that five point five mil just becomes fifty five mil. It can it rate go up exponentially. That is terrible. There was some bad news with the uh, Kentucky Derby. I do not want to um, gloss over it too much. Seven horses unfortunately died when at the Kentucky Derby. Really? Whether it was due to racing injuries or uh, conditions, two horses had to be put down and the other ones died. Jesus. Crazily. It's nuts. So that is still an issue when it comes to the Kentucky Derby. Now, here's another thing, too, that I'm going to bring up. And eventually it may come back, because I remember this from last year. Not last year's Kentucky Derby. The one we watched at your house. Yes. Uh, two years ago. Yes. That horse, that one, got caught doping. Well, not yeah. that horse, but the trainers were caught doping. Yeah. But I wonder if that will happen again, and then nothing will be done because bets have already been paid out. Yep. Horse racing is a little shady. Got to keep that in mind. Still love it, though. Still love it. Anyway. All right, last but not least, we're going to go through some mixed martial arts. And uh, we're going to start off with Demetrius Johnson with one championship, winning his third fight against Andrea Mares um, for a winning decision. Good for him. Rotang winning by knockout for the flyweight Muay Thai World Championship. Are we shocked? No. So that is what it is. Moving on to last week, May 8th at 10 o'clock, we had Henry Cejudo versus Aljamain Sterling. I'm going to run through it as much as I can, but the mainly the main card is what I'm focusing on. But I do want to give some credit to the early prelims for all having a knockout. So uh, congrats to Claudio Ribeiro, Ikram as Alice Karov, and Parker Porter. All knockouts making that early prelim interesting. Um, otherwise, beyond that, on the prelims, I am very sad to say that Drew Dauber lost in the first round via knockout to Matt Frivola. Matt Vavola did do a beautiful hook, though, and dropped that chin and cracked it hard. Hopefully, Drew can come back and take some other fights. Honest to God, at this point, I would love to see him fight Patty Pimblett because Patty does need a step up in competition, and it should be Drew Dauber. I think that would be a very fair fight. Also, I think Drew would still win exponentially, but I think in order to raise his stock, have him fight Drew Dauber and then finally fight into the ranks. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I don't think he will. I don't think he'll fight Drew Dauber, though. Only reason why. the There is a fight card coming up back in the U.K. Um, for Tom Aspinall, who's coming back off injury. So we're hoping out for that. Uh, going on to the main card, real quick. Um, Charles Jordan, who I've been a big fan of and watching constantly, won via decision against Cron Gracie. Cron Gracie did not look so hot. 
too one-dimensional, worrying about his uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Didn't work out for him. Charles Jordan hopefully can fight again in the featherweights uh, for a ranked fight. Hopefully in another one or two. I wonder if he could go fight back for the spot that was lost by Nathaniel Wood. We'll see. Uh, moving on beyond that, props to uh, Mozavar Elvolv um, and Diego Lopez for having fight in the night. Mozavar won um, via decision, so congrats. Women's strawweight, Jessica Andre versus Yan Xiaoyan. Xiaoyan. Xiaonan. Xiaonan. That's it. See. Thank you. Um, it was only a, it was first round. Jessica came out swinging hard as shit, but Yan had her number and knocked her the fuck out. Um, that was performance of the night by Jan. Congrats to her. Very happy to see that happen. This is the second time, or this is another time that Jessica Andre has lost to another Chinese fighter. I think she has a curse going on. Um, not really sure what Jessica's going to do now. Maybe she'll go back down to another weight class. Jan, honest God, when it comes to women in MMA, I say give her one more fight than a title shot if they want to give her a title shot early. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. Roll the dice. Why not? All right. Co-main, welterweight event, Bilal Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. Unfortunately, Gilbert Burns did lose this one via decision. Gilbert Burns was on a hot streak, though, basically against, uh, I think it was Neil Magny and then uh, Jorge Masvidal, looking hot, and then took this fight kind of short notice against Bilal Muhammad. This was a five-round co-main event, even though it was not a title, uh, title shot. But this is a title eliminator for the most part. Um... Bilal Muhammad, though, came out with a plan and executed it perfectly. He won via, via decision. He won, He did, absolutely deserves it. He is currently, I believe, now on a... He won't even put it on there. I think it's like a six-fight win streak, maybe seven-fight win streak. God damn. Yeah, he's nonstop. One, two, three, five-fight five, win, five fight win streak. There is a gap because of the eye poke with him against Leon Edwards. But before that, technically it's seven, maybe eight. I don't know if this one actually happened, but I don't I don't know who won that. But I know Bilal is currently on like a basically like a tear. He is currently now the title eliminator for Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington, whenever the fuck that happens, because you know they want to give Colby the shot for no fucking reason at all. I'll get over it eventually. Bilal is currently the number three welterweight in the world, so we're very happy about that. But I want him to fight for the title because he absolutely fucking deserves it, unlike Colby. Boo. I, anyway, I, just, I can just feel the seething from it's, you. It's so stupid. There it is. There's no fucking point for him to fight. Let it out. Fine. You know what? Fine. Fucking hell. <laughs> Colby Covington, literally all his record is is losses against Usman and a win against Jorge Masvidal, who just fucking retired because he's not doing so hot either. He was on a decline as it is. So why does that, a Jorge Masvidal, who's the last knockout that he got, was fucking from Ben Askren with a quick knee. After that, he got his ass handed to him back and forth, back and forth. It's not fucking worth it. And probably the only reason why that they let him even fucking do it was because he dropped the charges against Jorge because he got an assault charge on him. All right, I get that, because you want to keep Jorge around longer. Well, he's not fucking here anymore. There's no leverage. Dana, fucking just give Bilal the shot. I know you don't want to give him the shot because he's a boring fighter. No offense to Bilal. He just recently got a nice um, TKO against Brady. That was beautiful. The man is a smart fighter. I want to see a man that deserves it go for the fucking belt. Not just sit there and wait because, you know... You want to make the money. And I understand it's an entertainment company, first and foremost. Ranks don't matter. Views, pay-per-view, everything does. I get it. At the same time, you're going to waste this man's time for years. Because I guarantee, though, he's going to win the next one against Leon. That man, I believe Leon will give a hell of a fight. But I think Bilal is going to take that belt one way or another. Um, and then you can have Usman come back up and make the great comeback. You can have Kamzat. You have a bunch of shit you can work through. But instead, you go with Colby fucking Covington. Let Billy, uh, <sighs> let Billy write the scripts. Fucking Christ. Anyway. Um, all right, moving on. Bantamweight. Uh, the title bout. Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cahuja. Uh, Cahuja. <laughs> there we go. Um, Henry came off a three-year uh, hiatus. And honest to God, it was a fantastic fight. 
Henry actually had a fantastic takedown defense and had him in a split at one point. Oh. It was a very, very close fight, though. I want to make that very clear. The judges did make it a split decision between Aljamain and Henry. Honestly, it could have went either way. I don't think anyone was mad with the decision. People were respecting Aljamain more because he is defending the title like he should. I understand that he came up with a bullshit way to get the belt in the first place, but he has proved more than enough that he deserves that belt. Because first off, yes, he did get kneed in the head by Jan. Disqualification, he gets the belt. But then he defended it against Jan the second time, and it was a full-blown fight. He won. He defended it against Dillashaw. Now he's defended it against Henry Cahujo. All over. Fantastic fighters he just fought. Now he's going to be defending it against Sean O'Malley because that's pretty much confirmed. After that, we'll see where he goes from there. There's talks of him moving up to, um, I think it's flyweight, maybe featherweight. I think it's featherweight. Featherweight, sorry, to fight Volkanovski, depending on what happens with him against Yair Rodriguez. We'll see. But overall, we got to give Aljamain the credit that he deserves. We, I want to see how long he can hold this belt. He can hold it for a while. I think he can. He's a fantastic wrestler. And I think he's overall going to be a force in the Bantamweight division. Along with that, he will be fighting Sean O'Malley. Eventually, there's talks of him fighting in Boston. If that's the case, maybe I'll make a road trip. There you go. Um, hopefully, by then, we'll have our press card. But I think after that last statement, I don't think I will. <laughs> um, but basically, we'll see how he does against Sean O'Malley. There's talks, again, of him fighting in Boston. But it may get pushed back a little bit later. Um, beyond that, we do have this weekend's card, which actually is a banger, if I do say so myself. So, we have, for this weekend, um, oh, Jesus, I hate this thing already. Uh, UFC Fight Night, uh, I'm going to say their whole names because it's going to be annoying. Jarhinho Rosenstruck versus Yelton Almadia, and that is on Saturday, May 13th at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, early um, this is actually in the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. Is Charlotte? Yeah, Charlotte, yeah. North Carolina. All right, cool. Yeah. Thank God I got my geography right. I should know this. I literally work with jobs that involve me uh, bringing people on board in Charlotte. Anyway, <laughs> overall, just looking at it, uh, prelims don't got too much craziness going on. There is actually um, not too much to worry about there except for, uh, what is it, uh, Carl Williams versus Chase Sherman. That was supposed to be on a card previously. Now it's happening. We'll see how it goes. Matt Brown, who is fucking old as shit, but still fighting like crazy, is fighting Court McGee. Love that McGee. name. He's a minus 205 favorite, so we'll see. But I want to see Matt Brown win, who's plus 175. Um, going on from there. Here's another good one, though, for the welterweights. Tim Means versus Alex Morono. We are now in the main card. Um, overall, that should be a good fight in general. Both are coming off a loss, though. I think this is going to be one of those ones where whoever loses, they say goodbye to their UFC contract. It's so hard good to say, say goodbye. goodbye. And then light heavyweights, Carl's Olberg versus Ihor Poteria. He is a plus 330, but he's fighting out of Ukraine. What a whore. So... He will become the guy I root for just because he's from Ukraine, Savo Ukraine. And hopefully the guy from New Zealand loses. No offense to Carlos. I know Carlos probably is a very talented fighter. I'm just supporting Ukraine as much as I can. Hell yeah. I couldn't buy the, uh, the what's it called, the uh, warhead that one time. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. That was a whole thing when Ukraine was asking for donations and they were literally letting you sign shells that they were going to drop on Russians. And I was like, I can't do that. From Jersey with love. Uh, yeah, I was going to say whiz wit. <laughs> but... Okay, top three of the main event. These ones are big, uh, especially for welterweight. This one's actually a good one to have. Daniel Rodriguez versus Ian Machado Gary. Ian is currently the new prospect for welterweight division. He is currently 11-0. Um, he is also nicknamed The Future, which is working out for him very well so far. He is currently on, if I remember correctly, one, two, three, four. Four-fight win streak in the UFC itself. Um, his last one versus Keenan was actually a very good fight. We got to see his chin actually get tested, and he, he fought through it, so good for him. Seven wins by knockout, one by sub, three first-round finishes. Ian is, like I said, on the up-and-coming, but his next test is Daniel Rodriguez. 
I'm going to be real. I don't know if Daniels should be ranked 15 right now. I kind of think somebody else should be, a.k.a. the Leech, but I'm not going to complain too much about it. Um, he currently is on a two-fight losing streak. Or, no, one-fight losing streak, sorry. There we go. Um, against Neil Magny and then getting subbed in round three. But he is coming off that win. Uh, he did have a win against Lee Jai Ling, the Leech, who, honest to God, I think got robbed by the judges, but whatever. Um, Daniel Rodriguez is 17-3, five first-round finishes, four by sub, eight wins by knockout. This is going to be a striking match, people. I'm very excited to see how this goes. I think they are going to fight each other very well, but I think it's only going to take one punch from either of them to drop. I think Ian, though, his striking is a lot more crisp, so we're going to see this happen. Alrighty, into the lightweights. Nope, sorry, light heavyweights, my bad. Duh. Light heavyweights. We got, finally, Anthony Smith versus Johnny Walker. Now, if you remember Johnny Walker, I recently talked about him when he beat the ever-living piss out of Paul Craig, who is one of my favorite fighters, but he's so one-dimensional that he grabbed the leg and went, I don't know what to do, and then got beat up. I love you, Paul, but you got to work on your striking, my man, and your ground game, and everything else. <laughs> anyway, Johnny Walker is currently coming off a... Let's see, one, two, two-fight win streak right now after losing to the current champion, Jamal Hill. That was a hell of a knockout. I'm sorry, uh, Johnny. He is currently ranked number seven in the light heavyweight division. He is uh, currently 20-7, and seven, 16 wins by knockout, two by sub, and 17 first-round finishes. Uh, Johnny is honestly a very interesting fighter. He doesn't, he's not very, he's technical, but he's also flashy. A lot of flying knees, good amount of kicks, good striking overall. Um, he does have a little bit of a glass chin from what I've seen. Overall, though, I don't know if it's glass chin or everyone just punches really hard in the light heavyweight division. Overall, very solid fighter. Very excited to see how that goes. Next, we have Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith is a fucking legend in the light, light heavyweight division. He has fought for the title, um, I believe, once or twice now against John Jones. Could have took the win against John Jones after being illegally, you know, I poked like 6,000 times. Um, but he decided to duke it out the right way. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for him, so he has not been a champion yet. He is currently 36-17 and 17 in the record, so he's been fighting for years. 19 wins by knockout, 14 by submission, and 21st round finishes. He's number 5 in the light heavyweight division. So, and also he's a very nice guy. Love hearing him talk. Um, currently though, I think, yeah, nope, he is on a, he's on a one fight losing streak, but he is, he has beaten Jimmy Crute and Span recently. Um, but overall been a fantastic fighter. This should be a good fight to watch. Um, honestly, I think if Johnny gets one good hit in, I think that's it for Anthony, but it goes the same way though for Anthony hitting Walker. Anthony is more... Overall, more well-rounded, but the flashiness and the awkwardness of Johnny Walker can really make a difference here. Lastly, we have the big one, and I do mean big, because it is the heavyweights. And gotta love the heavyweights, especially when they get into the top, uh, like, 10. Although this one involves the top 12. Um, no, we're going to start with uh, Yalton Almeida, who is coming off a win. He is currently 18-2. and two. 12th in the heavyweight division, 7 wins by knockout, 11 by sub, and 13 first round finishes. He is currently killing it. He is on a 3, three 4, that's all I got, 4 fight win streak right now. So he's on his way up, but most of the people that he fought, uh, a little bit lower in caliber than when we get to Jarzinho. However, that doesn't mean he's not going to be a threat. Um, it is a mix of KOs and subs in his UFC career. Quite literally, I mean two and two, sub or KO. One or the other. So we're going to have to see how Jorginho does with his ground game. Otherwise, though, we do have Jorginho Rosenstruck, who um, is a fantastic fighter as well. He is currently 13 and four. I love his nickname, Biggie Boy. Biggie Boy. Hell yeah. Represent that body right there. He's got 390 odds. Yes, he does. Um, he is currently 13-4-0. and oh. um, He has 12 wins by knockout, 9 first-round finishes. The man is very technical. I will give you that. He is smart with his striking. 
But it can be a little one-dimensional. I don't know how his ground game is. It literally does not have anything. Literally, his stat card has... Oh, no, he has 75% takedown defense, so we'll see how that goes. There we go. Um, He is currently on a one-fight winning streak after absolutely obliterating Chris Dawkins, who is, I don't think, even fighting anymore right now. Thank good. Oh, no, he's going to light heavyweight. I think he lost that fight, too. Um, But... I think this will be a good win for him if it happens because then he has to fight his way back up into that top five. Um, that is a very tough... That top five is very tough to get through. Honest to God, I think what's going to happen is whoever wins this will most likely be fighting Tai Tuivasa um, only because he's the most inactive, and I do mean, unfortunately, got knocked out by Sergey a couple months ago. Um He's probably the only one that's going to be considered healthy at the moment, unless he goes does fight Volkov, which Jardinho can't really because he just fought him recently. So we're going to see how that goes. Well, he's ranked seven, so basically, he's ranked eight. Yeah, so I think it's going to come down to him fighting Tai Tuivasa. Honest to God, I'll do a little bet on here. I would put Yalton um, by sub on here, just because I don't know how his. Um, I don't know how Jarzinho's, what's it called, is uh, ground game is. But if you want to get fancy with it and get a real big odds, Jarzinho by sub is plus 3,500. Um, but most likely would be a knockout, which would be plus 475. Not bad. No. Um, but that's really all I have this week for UFC. All right. Sweet. And uh, that's pretty much all I have too. Um, I'm just right. I'm just really excited for the Sixers. Yeah, I know we gotta get going. Yeah, so I got cheese dip in the car. Remember, <laughs> oh shit, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so remember, uh, follow us at AB Sports Media on Twitter, and then if you have any questions, reach out there or email Bill and AJ Media at gmail.com. Please. Um, again, my name is AJ, and I'm Bill. And thanks for listening. Thank talk, you. Talk to you later. If gambling has become a problem for you or for someone you know, please call 1-800-GAMBLER to seek free, confidential, 24-7 problem gambling assistance. You can also text SUPPORT to 533-42 to get more information about problem gambling behavior.